all men are going to be followers. Some men are going to be leaders. Now, usually when we hear something like that, our instinct is to think as men that we want to be the leaders. But I think today we need to turn it on its head. It's time to talk about the fact that if all of us are going to be followers, then we better figure out how to be a good follower. Let's talk about it. Men, welcome back to the Manhood Tribes podcast. My name's Don. I'm really glad to be having this conversation with you and to talk to you about this season's topic of how to become an extraordinary man. We are really trying to lay out all the things that are necessary in order for you to be the best man that you possibly can be, the best version of yourself. And so far, we have said that there are really three things that men need in order to become extraordinary. The first is that they need a vision of what it means to be a man, right? If we're talking about manhood, we need to understand what it is. We also need something called camaraderie. This is a group of men who are going to challenge you to become an extraordinary version of yourself. And the last thing that you're going to need is freedom. You need the means to overcome the obstacles in your life that are holding you back from being all that you can be. So manhood, camaraderie, freedom, those are kind of the three big ideas that we talk about at Manhood Tribes. And for this first season, we have been kind of taking a deep dive into that first attribute of manhood, really trying to look at what does it mean to be a man. Manhood has gotten so confusing in our culture lately, and so having some clear sense of what it is we're talking about and how do we get there is of utmost importance for all of us as men. The way that we have been doing that is by talking about what I call the five marks of manhood. If you look at men throughout all of history and culture, you're going to find a set of traits that emerges in almost every example of masculinity. And it's these five marks of manhood that I believe all men need to demonstrate in terms of what it means to live as a man. So what are the five marks of manhood? They are strength, courage, skill, honor, and allegiance. And for the past few episodes, we have looked at each one of those one at a time and kind of taken a deep dive. And now we are on to the last one, which is all about allegiance. Now, I said last time that the the final two marks of manhood, honor and allegiance, are really inherently relational aspects of what it means to be a man. You cannot possess honor or allegiance unless you are in relationship to other people, in particular in relationship to other men. Honor, we talked about last time, is really kind of about the horizontal aspect of relationships. Honor is about doing right by your peers. You need a group of men around you in order to be able to possess honor. But allegiance is the opposite of that. Allegiance is really about our vertical relationships. It's about who or what you are choosing to follow. And this is why why I say, why I started off the episode by saying that all men are going to be followers Some men are going to be leaders. And here's the idea, guys. This is why allegiance is so important as a mark of manhood is because all of us are going to have to give our allegiance to someone or to something at some point in time. And so because of that, we need to learn how to do it well. This is true in everything from your relationship with like a boss 
to maybe the political narrative that you're buying into and kind of giving your energy and attention to. It's even true and maybe especially true of the God that you choose to serve or don't serve and to what degree that's true in your life. So allegiance covers a whole lot of things in terms of the way that you are giving yourself over as a man to uh, authority in your life. So, okay, that's true. But allegiance is also something that can be true in the life of a woman. So why do we say that allegiance is a mark of manhood? What is it about allegiance that particularly makes it something that is masculine and that we as men need to learn to be able to demonstrate well? Well, there's a couple things there to pay attention to. Traditionally, and I I just mean that in terms of like historically throughout most times and places, a man's allegiance has been external to his family. Okay, so it's been something like a chief or a lord or a commander or, you know, even in our day and age, a boss or a company. Your allegiance has been something external to your family, whereas for most women throughout most of history and most cultures, her allegiance has been internal. It's typically been to another male, to a husband or a father figure who she is giving her primary allegiance over to. Now, I'm not saying that that's right or wrong. I'm not making any kind of like, you know, uh, cultural dictates here. I'm just saying historically, traditionally, that has been the case. And on top of that, a man's allegiance affects not only himself, but his family and the others around him. Okay, so this is why in particular this is a mark of manhood is because who the man chooses to give his allegiance to is not only going to shape the course of his life, but it's going to shape the course of his family as well. It's going to really shape the relationships around him because it's going to dictate what he has to do with his time. It's going to dictate the socioeconomic status of his life. It's going to dictate you know, what kind of moral choices he makes about things depending on where he has given his allegiance to. Um, so all of these come into play and they really do affect the relationships in a man's life. So allegiance is of really critical importance for a man to figure out how to choose well and navigate the allegiances that he has. A man who is not able to manage allegiance well is going to bring harm not just to himself, but to his family and to others around him as well. Okay, so that's why that's why we say allegiance is a mark of manhood. This is really a critical aspect of what it means to be a man. Now, when we talk about allegiance, I think there are at least three kind of big aspects of allegiance that are worth paying attention to. The first one, and kind of the the basic level of like immediate allegiance, is just who are the authority figures in our life? Now, as a young man, this is usually pretty obvious. It's, It's typically your parents, maybe it's your teachers, your coaches, you know, uh, you might have a youth pastor in your life or somebody like that who serves as some kind of an authority figure. These are, these are usually the people who are in charge of you. As an adult, this, you know, typically can mean something like a boss, but sometimes it becomes less, uh, you know, obvious than that than when you're a young man. But it can commonly be a boss. It can also just be like government and law enforcement and kind of anyone who's in charge of the way that your life functions. Um, but it's really about how do you handle those authority relationships in your life? What's, what's your typical relationship and reaction to authority like in your life? 
Are you the kind of guy who is, you know, peaceable and friendly and easygoing and, you know, kind of goes with the flow, doesn't buck the system, you know, just kind of does as he's told? Are you the kind of guy who, like, anybody telling you what to do just kind of grates against you and you have this kind of contentious relationship with any authority figure in your life. You know, those are kind of the like polar extremes of that. But all of us as men fall somewhere on that spectrum. For the record, I tend to fall, you know, towards the latter of being the guy who uh, bucks the system, rebels against authority and has contentious relationships with my bosses. Okay. So just for what it's worth, if you're, if that's you out there, don't feel like I'm throwing you under the bus. That's me too. Um, you know, I, I tend to have a hard time with this aspect of, allegiance. Okay. So that's kind of, that's immediate allegiance. That's one of the three kind of aspects of allegiance that we need to talk about. Um, the second one that I would say that we need to talk about is what I would just call like the big influences on your life. And these might be people, but often they can tend to be more of like ideas or even institutions that kind of become the things that you follow and, uh, you know, kind of build your, uh, your life around, or even just maybe your like your thought life around. They're the things that are really kind of vying most for your attention. So what am I talking about? This could be things like the political narrative or even the like cable news channel that is really driving your thinking, right? You spend a lot of time following a particular political ideology or a way that you think the world is supposed to work. You read a lot of news sites, you're paying attention to, you know, particular uh, political commentators, and you have a whole lot of interest in what's going on at the national and maybe even like state and local levels of, you know, politics. Uh, This is something that we are seeing become more and more true, especially of men in our culture right now. Politics is really a big narrative. It is really fighting for the attention of men. It is telling us what we're supposed to be afraid of and what we're supposed to be angry about, and a lot of us are buying into it. We are giving a lot of our time and energy over to it, which means we are giving our allegiance to it. It is really shaping a lot of the way that we live our day, at least the way that our thoughts and feelings are going, have a lot to do with the way that the political narrative is being shaped for us. Okay, so that's one big thing. It could be something like, Uh, If you're a dad and you've got kids who are involved in sports or other activities that are really kind of dictating and controlling your schedule, okay, you've given a little bit of your allegiance over to your kid's activity life, all right, because you don't have control over your schedule because of what you have given permission for them to do. It can also be things like addiction. Uh, Maybe you have got some kind of vice or other issue in your life that has some control over you and you don't have control over it. Okay, this is allegiance. You have given yourself over to something or some uh, experience that is now kind of having its hooks in you and you can't seem to get free of it. You have given your allegiance over to it. Anything or anyone where there's something telling you what to do or what to think, these are the big influences in your life. And you just kind of need to stop and ask, like, what influences are driving me? Pay attention to your thoughts throughout the day. What are they drifting to? Who's dictating the way that you think about the world or the way that you feel about your day-to-day actions? Uh, if it's something that you aren't able to recognize as being good for you, then you probably need to acknowledge like, okay, I've given part of my allegiance over to that thing. Okay, so big influences. That's kind of the second category of allegiance. The third category is really what I'll call ultimate allegiance. 
And this is just, you know, pretty simply answered by asking in the question, who or what is the ultimate driving force of your life? Now, typically, this has been a a question that faith or spirituality has tried to answer for us. Basically, who who is your God? Or what is the code of your life that you try to filter all of your life through? That all of your big decisions are made according to you know this uh, particular way of seeing the world, and you know how you are going to live and the kind of man you are going to be is really dictated and shaped by this ultimate allegiance. And we talked last week about how, with honor, the values that the group of men around us uphold is really going to shape us into the kind of men that we are. That this is how we become good or bad men is, you know, by what those values are that we are upholding in our our group, our tribe. This is also the same thing with allegiance. Depending on who or what you give your allegiance to, that is really going to shape who you become as a man. Are you living as a good man or as a bad man, especially as it relates to moral character? Um, but really, you know, thinking about like the way that you live your life and the kinds of things that you prioritize, all of that will be shaped by your ultimate allegiance. Now, here at the Manhood Tribes podcast, I'm just going to say, you know, right out the gate here and, and not be shy about it. We believe that there is no better place for you to put your ultimate allegiance than in Jesus Christ. I believe he is the best man who ever was, the best man who has ever lived, and he has showed us what a man really should be. Submitting to Jesus as our ultimate allegiance, and especially as our king, I'm going to use that language some moving forward, uh, is our best shot at manhood. If we really want to understand how to be a man and how to become an extraordinary man, giving our ultimate allegiance to Jesus is the best way to be able to do that. Now, you don't have to agree with me uh, on that point in order to be able to follow along with the Manhood Tribes podcast. You're still going to get value out of what we talk about, um, but we are going to talk about that. And I'm going to unpack that uh, a lot more in the future and to help you kind of understand why I think that following Jesus is the best way to use your ultimate allegiance. Um, but for now, I'm just going to say that that's what I think, and, uh, and we'll revisit that kind of in the future at some point. But here's what I would say to all of you, whether or not you would agree that your ultimate allegiance should be with Jesus, I would say that have you wrestled with where your ultimate allegiance should be? Have you really thought significantly about who you're giving your ultimate allegiance to or what you're giving it to? And why have you given it to that thing? What is the point of having that thing or that person in your life be your ultimate allegiance? What is it, what is it going to accomplish in you for that to be the case? Why is that worthy of shaping all of your life around uh, that God, that code, that idea, whatever it is? All right, so that's, that's what you want to do. Now, here's the thing. So we got these three levels of allegiance. We've got immediate allegiance, we've got influences, and we've got ultimate allegiance. The challenge is when those things come into conflict with one another, when at one level, your ultimate allegiance is maybe telling you one thing, but you've got an influence that's kind of like, you know, pulling you in a different direction or forcing you to think or to feel or to do something that's maybe different than what you would, you know, say ultimately is how you want to live your life. For me, this has been especially true at different points in time in my life. So, I, you know, I'll tell you a little bit of my story from when I was in my early 20s. 
and I was dealing with what I would call an addiction to pornography. Now, that may or may not sound scandalous to you for me to be able to talk about that on a podcast, but the truth of the matter is, if we just look at the research numbers right now, I know that most of you guys who are listening are dealing with pornography in some way, shape, or form in your life. Uh, you know, either um, it's already got a hold on you at the moment, uh, or you're feeling strongly tempted towards it, uh, or maybe you've been wrestling with it for so long that you just don't even consider it to be a big deal anymore. It's just kind of there. It's a part of your life. Maybe occasionally you dabble in it, you know, just for fun. Hey, it's not harming anybody. What's the big deal? You know, uh, or maybe you have seen what a big deal it is and you have found a way to freedom to be able to get out from, you know, the, the snares that it has you in. But the point is like pornography is pervasive in our culture, especially among men, but also to some extent among women, but especially among men, it is pervasive. It is everywhere. It is almost universal in terms of male usage of pornography. So uh, I'm sorry if it sounds scandalous or maybe a little too uh, risque for me to talk about it, but I'm just going to talk about it because it's a part of my story. In my 20s, I was dealing with porn in a way that it had control over my life. It was something that I had tried to stop doing many, many times and felt unable to do so. And I was trying to stop because, you know, my ultimate allegiance was, I would say, to Jesus. And I really felt like that using porn was not consistent with what Jesus was asking of me as a man and how I was handling my sexuality. And so I, you know, I was trying to stop. I knew that it wasn't something that I wanted to be true of me. I knew it wasn't something that was, uh, that was consistent with the faith I was trying to live or the kind of man that I wanted to be. I knew it wasn't setting me up well for, uh, a potential future marriage and being able to have a partner who felt loved and respected. Um, I knew none of those things were true. And yet at the same time, I couldn't stop for anything. You know, it, it felt like, Porn was really controlling me. I was not controlling it. And so I had a conflict between these two things, between this big influence in my life and the ultimate allegiance that I wanted to be able to give myself over to, which was Jesus. Now, we're going to unpack later what that process of what I would say called finding freedom is really all about, you know, being able to get free from one of those big influences that has a hold on you. So I'm not going to spend a lot of time unpacking that today. I'm just going to say it is possible. It is especially possible through Jesus and through a tribe of men who is helping you to be able to get there. And that's why when when I talk about camaraderie and freedom being essential ingredients towards becoming an extraordinary man, they really are. And camaraderie and freedom were major components of how I got free from that addiction. So we'll talk about that at another time, but I just want you to see that's an example of what allegiance looks like in your life as a man and how it can or cannot allow you to be the kind of man that you're trying to become. Okay, It really is essential and critical to what it means to be a man. So Let's talk about then, how do you grow in allegiance? One of the things I have said all along with these five marks of manhood is what's so great about them is that none of us are stuck in the place that we are with those things at the moment. You can get better at each of these five marks. So how do you get better at allegiance? What do you do in order to be able to improve your ability to be you know, allegiant to the thing that you or the person that you are choosing to give your allegiance to? 
Okay, so uh, I'm going to give you two different challenges here, actually, to help you try to be able to improve this, since that you know there's multiple layers here to allegiance. Um, number one, I'm going to just kind of assume that most of you guys listening are uh, adult men who are you know in some capacity in the working world, and you've got a boss, a supervisor, a manager, you know, a something who oversees you. Maybe it's a board of directors, even, but that you've got some kind of authority figure in your workplace. So my first challenge would be to say, I want you to figure out how a way that you can this month support your boss. And that might be as simple as just going to your boss and saying, hey, what's on your plate that you're trying to win at that I can help you win at? Or what's on your plate that's too much for you to manage and can I take that off of your plate for you? Just some way that you can let your boss know you are behind them, you are on their team, you are there to support them, and that you have given your allegiance to them and that means something to you. It means something to you to be a good follower of your workplace authority figure. Okay, so challenge number one, support your boss. Figure out a best way to do that. Challenge number two, and this has more to do with ultimate allegiance. I want you to take, I want you over the course of the next month, okay, so we're talking about, you know, a 30-day period here, and I want you to maybe five days out of the week, it doesn't have to be every day of the week, because I know that that can get really challenging, but five days out of seven, out of every seven, over the course of the next month, I want you to spend five minutes each day. It can be the first thing you do when you wake up. It can be the last thing you do before you go to bed. It can be what you do right before you have your lunchtime meal. You know, you figure out when's the best time to do it. But five minutes a day, I want you to spend some reflection time on your alignment to your ultimate allegiance. Okay. And what I mean by that is I want you to just ask yourself some questions about how much am I actually giving my whole allegiance over to this God or this idea that I have said is what really is going to shape all of my life. So what does that look like? Maybe it looks like today I'm going to ask myself, you know, what are the places where I'm doing well at giving that allegiance over to? So start with the things that are really big in your life. You know, start with your marriage, start with your family, start with your career choice, start with your career ethics, start with your personal finances. Like all of these things are big parts of your life and easy to be able to spend, you know, some time reflecting on. Am I, is the way that I'm using my money actually showing that my allegiance is to Jesus or to whatever the code is that you are choosing to follow? Is the way that I relate to my spouse actually showing that my allegiance is what I want it to be? Uh, And then you can get into, you know, a little bit like smaller categories. Is the way that I use my free time actually showing my allegiance the way that I want it to? Uh, Is my sexuality actually showing my allegiance the way that I want it to. Okay, so just five minutes every day. Pick a different topic every day to try to kind of ask yourself some questions about. Make some notes as you go, you know, journal a little bit about uh, those things over the course of the month. And then at the end of the month, you can kind of look back and just see where are the places that I need to bring my actual allegiance more in line with what I've said is my ultimate allegiance. Where are those things in conflict and where do I need to bring it in line with where I actually want it to be? Okay, those are two really, really good challenges and ways to be able to improve in the in your mark of manhood of allegiance. This has been really great being able to talk to you guys about the five marks of manhood. I'm excited as we kind of continue our conversation, we're going to jump in and start talking about camaraderie. And man, there's some fun things to talk about there. So I'll look forward to talking to you next time here on the Manhood Tribes podcast. We'll see you then.